Welcome to Fire Podcast. I'm Andrew Apple. I'm Cameron Hewitt. And you are listening to your very favorite Fired Up Podcast, everybody, at the FUP headquarters. Cam Hewitt and I are here to talk about all things fitness that we love, but we also talk about a number of different things. Happy to be here with you and also with one of my favorite people in the world, Mr. Cameron Hewitt. Do you know what I thought of actually like this is real like 10 minutes ago? Um, cause you and I were like playing some episodes. I never go by Cameron except for here. I would say Cameron Hewitt. I've never introduced myself to anyone in real life as, Hey, I'm Cameron Hewitt. I think Cameron Hewitt's fine. I think it's very similar to Andrew. I think it's douchey. I'm going to start going by cam. <laughs> I want to be cam. I'm going to be cam. Like, sh- like cam and Andrew, cam and Andrew. I mean, that's, that's the title that we have. I don't want to the- get doxxed. That's the title that we have for the podcast. That is, is true. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the FUP with Cam, with and, Cam Andrew. and Andrew. Yeah. So why are we doing like first name last? What are we like Lords of Dunshire or something? Like, yeah, I'm Andrew Hopple, son of Jim. <laughs> and I am Cameron Hewitt, son son of Kenneth, <laughs> ruler of Compass Counseling. <laughs> like, well, what are we doing? It's yeah, we're just trying to be more official, you know. We're trying to we're trying to give you the full experience. Um, and also I think in the fitness, <laughs> in the fitness industry, we call yeah, it. Let me tie it back. <laughs> we call it. We call it the clipboard effect. When you have a clipboard in your hand, oh, that's yeah. You are you are exponentially more respected for what you're saying, <laughs> dude. That's why I carry a clipboard around the gym with me always. <laughs> you're, you're like, forget. This is the elevated version of having a gym notebook. It is a gym clipboard dude, dude. for yourself. The first time I walked in with a gym clipboard, it was like the it was like the first time I actually went back to this gym I'd been a member at previously. Actually a clipboard? I actually have a clipboard. It's easier to write. And it's less bo- whatever, dude. Okay, anyways, the first thing that happens when I walk in, the owner of the owner of the gym's like, "Oh, clipboard." Taking it pretty seriously, huh? <laughs> I was like, I guess. It was, people respect it. Did you then threaten to arm wrestle him for his oh, dignity oh, oh, after he... Hey, Andrew, let me check your privilege real quick. She. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, is, it, sh- is it the... Um, I'm about to pop off. <laughs> <laughs> is it the... Um, oh. What's it called? The gym that you go to. It's called Iron Lab. Iron Lab. Iron Lab Fitness. Did she found it? In Holland, Michigan. Well, her and her husband. That's awesome. So you're almost right. <laughs> Was it her passion project or his? I, I'm i pretty sure it's his. Let me, t- let me tell you something that's interesting about this place. It's actually going to be our first little topic. I was going to say, we should we should get him on the FUP. Do you know what's funny? The, it's not what they – it's a huge gym. It's pretty big and it's very popular. It is, it is not what they do – like it's not their main job. The guy is like a, uh, he drives a big bulldozer thing. Like that's what they do for money and like really? insurance. And then they have, this. see, that's, that's the fun part. I feel like about these small town, like hey, situations. Hey, whoa, hold on there, buddy. Don't you go around calling Holland a small town. Okay. Well, dude. how many people live there? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's like, no, there's like 40,000. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. Now, that's the fun part about these small town situations because you can like – I feel like you can't – there's no way you could get away with that here. There's just too much shit going on or there's too many people involved and then you have like 40 yeah. people coming in wanting to check out the facility and then 30 people well, more quit gyms. on you. There's more options. Like yeah. I mean, well, there's like some – like there's 
two there's like three big gyms in holland and then there's like these small little like personal training studios that they probably have like a dedicated following but all right next time she comes after you about your clipboard i want you to threaten her i'm gonna break that- it in half and freaking <laughs> cut her with <laughs> that i want no, no 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 like indirectly threaten her that you're gonna bring the you're gonna bring the, the good word of eat the frog fitness over to Holland, Michigan if she, if she comes at you one more time. Dude, you know what? You know what? I gotta say this. I gotta say this. It's a it's a good gym. You know what really just grinds my gears about it? Please tell me. Because I was at the, I was at the, their main competitor, Flex Gym, was really good at this. Wait, did you did you go there at one point? I did. Okay. So their main competitor, Flex, I went there for like a year. And the reason I switched over to Iron Lab is because one, they got a new facility, which I thought looked really cool, but they also had a sauna. And I'm like, I love, I love the sauna. I love it. It is, I am almost always the person to greet them. I I can, like I've I've done experiments. I have walked in and I'll be like, I'm not going to say a word. I'm going to wait for them to greet me. And over at Flex or over at Iron no, Lab? No, no, at Iron Lab. It, the it, the so guy the guy this sold you at the place? No, 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 no. <laughs> I just love you're it. like they're so inhospitable, dude. I need to be ignored. No, 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 no. Of course not. <laughs> it no, works on my the, ego. That way, I'm gonna get big enough to where nobody can ever ignore me. Again. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be undeniable. <laughs> they must just not see me walking in because I'm so tiny. No, but like the husband will be like, "Hey, how's it going?" Or they get this like new this. This guy that works part time, he'll say hi. You know, he's kind of like bubbly because it's like he just started, whatever. Um, but dude, that 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 lady, I don't know. She like won't say hi. She won't say hi to you. Yeah, it's really weird. She'll be like doing something on the computer. And really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when I when I leave, I, I've, I've done the same experiment. I'll be like, all right, don't say anything. And then no one will say anything. Well, you know what? Now that I think about it, I think I'm just conditioned to do this because I do the same thing at uh, when I'm visiting Export Fitness. Yeah, I, yeah. Literally, I say hi and goodbye to whoever's at the front desk every time, or I say hey, have a good day or whatever. Yeah, and that never happens on its own. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that weird? I think we've been we've been like just made. I mean, we're we're friendly guys, but we've been very very careful. It's twenty twenty two. You can't say friendly guys. <laughs> we've been like super conditioned to just be overly welcoming to people. With uh, no, I think we're just. No, I don't know. They were just nice. And it's like, we also... Well, she has never worked in the group fitness industry. Let me tell you that. I know that already. No, I think we've just had jobs where it's like... She wouldn't last a day doing well. Dude, she'd have to live on a prayer. But isn't that weird? It's like... It is weird. But honestly, though, in group fitness, it's like, okay, dude, if you don't greet someone who walks in, you're you're in like a 30 foot by 30 foot lobby. Yeah. You're, it's much more natural to greet, but even, I don't know, dude, every job I've had, they're like, Hey dude, the second that customer walks through the door, you know, give them a good greeting. Right. Yeah. Like it's just, it's like a customer service thing across industries. Well, I, I bet. All right. So you know what? I actually really like this topic. First off, I want to say, um, guys, welcome to the 100th episode of the fire up podcast. Oh yeah. The long anticipated fire up podcast, 100th episode. Cam and I put this off a little bit. So here's the funny thing. You're going to be listening to this pretty fairly soon after we actually record and publish it. But more than likely, unless you're listening to this like 10 years later, Cam and I are dead. Oh, so post-apocalypse. <laughs> we um, 
Happy Fourth of July, by the way. This is when we're actually doing this. Oh. Little chopped up, little chopped up. <laughs> so Cam and I have been recording episodes over the last six months. We actually have <laughs> and have yet to release. <laughs> we have ten episodes in the tank, and what we've been trying to do is do this giant, awesome episode one hundred extravaganza. We want to get a bunch of guest speakers on it um, to give you guys some awesome educational tools and all that good stuff about fitness, but fell through a a couple times. Mm -hmm. So we're going to take really just life into our own hands and say, happy 100th episode. Happy 100th. So all the episodes you're going to listen to after this are going to be um, recorded at an earlier date. Mm -hmm. But this one is... Fourth of July, twenty twenty. It's kind of like the multiverse, where it's like you're kind of jumping around, and it's a little confusing. This stuff is freaking timeless. So, <laughs> freaking hold up, and real quick on the metaverse, real quick, or, or the multiverse. I gotta say, dude, and we don't need to talk about this. I just want to get my opinion out. <laughs> we don't need to talk about. I just want to get my opinion. Are you a, you're a Marvel guy, right? Sure, I L- guess. A lot of you out there are probably more Marvel guys, Marvel girls, whatever. I gotta say, the new Doctor Strange movie. Not that good. No. I dude, I would say you should watch Isn't it. Isn't there Spider-Man in it? <laughs> <laughs> what? No, you, no, you goofball. You're thinking of the reverse. Doctor Strange is in Spider-Man's newest movie. Oh, sorry, sorry. Wait, they had two of very similar movies. No. Stop saying that. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. No, they're not they're not similar <laughs> at all. But Doctor Strange was in Spider-Man's movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It sounds pretty similar. No, it's not. Okay, sure. You know, it is similar in the way that <sighs> Doctor Strange is in both movies. Okay, so I have, I have, I want to get back to this Iron Lab versus not Flex. that good of a movie. That's all I'm saying. Okay, yeah, sure. So, yeah, in because this is super interesting to me. Inside of this, I would say relatively competitive um, gym market. How many how many other gyms are there you think that are comparable oh. to these two? Oh, comparable? Mm, there's there's three off the top of my head that are they're all in Holland and they're all Wait, you have like big box gyms? These are like medium box gyms. They're okay. not they're not huge, they're not health clubs, but well, they're like all right, let's look decent sized gyms we'll, and there's like three. Let's look at it this way. Okay. All the gyms that would take members from each other inside of a similar You probably got three. Three? Okay. Three that I that I'm aware of, yeah. Okay. So what are you not <laughs> And guess what? I've Holland's been, a pretty crazy place. There's what? a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> you never know what you're gonna Well, here's the thing. I actually have experience at all three. One of them is the gym that I, I briefly worked sure. at and I it's since under new ownership and they've changed a little bit. Okay. But Okay, so none of these, I'm assuming, have like incredible, like blow your socks off customer service, right? I thought mm, blow your socks off, probably not. Flex was probably the best though. Okay. And all so they did was greet me. So. What, do, what do you think the percent, like how busy are these places? Oh, well, pretty bad. I have, it's rare. Even when I go at like 5 a.m. to Iron Lab. I'm no longer the the only person there. Cool, that's great. I mean, people. I think people are going back to fitness who also have been out of it for yeah. two years as an excuse, right? But they're packed. What so that's peak hours? Positive. They are packed. Okay, like so, yeah. forty thousand or so population mm-hmm. in this area. Now, does that include people who would be like all people who would be members that travel 
10, 15 miles. That is, that's just like people that live in Holland. Okay. Well, let's, let's take that 40,000 number. What do you think the, the, the percentage of that as residents are people who would be involved at a gym? Oh, very small. Like a lot of people. 2,000? 2,500? No, probably more more than 2,000. I would say there's probably, I mean, it's so hard to put a number on it. I would guess that there's like probably 4,000 people that would be considered like they work out. Because there's also a few CrossFit gyms. Okay, cool. So, yeah, I think that's a that's a decent number to work with. What do you think? Do you think it's like a nice and even spread about or currently? No, I would say that because when I was when I was at Flex, like sometimes I'd go during peak hours. Okay, but Flex is kind of like if you turned a. <laughs> okay, so Flex is doing. Let's too. let's simplify this. So Flex is doing a little better. There's probably roughly I would about. Say they're not, I'd say they're not doing better. Okay. Well, who is? Smaller. I would say Iron Lab. Is, Iron Lab. Iron Lab is probably the most packed gym out Great. of the three. Okay. So then there's like 4,000 total like serious prospects for people who would attend their facility. Yeah. Well, let's call them worker outers. Worker fitness people. Worker fitness people. <clears throat> so what I'm trying to get at here, one more question actually. Average average membership price. What do you pay? Um, 40 I pay forty bucks a month. Wow! For that's, for me and Abby, it's eighty. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that is and, and, and that's at, higher than I would have anticipated. And at, and at Flex, I believe it was it was thirty five or forty. Okay. So cool. How much more would like a seriously insane customer service regiment skew the lines for this type of thing? For price? For well, just for just for like ownership of this niche industry Dude, I, area. I think like if would, one let's say let's say Iron Lab just went nuts on customer service and they were welcoming everybody to attend. They came, hey, do you need mm-hmm. anything? Questions, you know, personal phone calls. Hey, you haven't been in a while. How are you doing? Or is there anything that we can help you with? They, they would, they would crush because they. A lot of people went to them because they're like, hey, you know, they got like a COVID bill thing or whatever. You know, small businesses got those. They spent it all on like new equipment That's and like awesome. pretty nice equipment That's awesome. and a pretty nice facility. So like, dude, if they just had like crazy customer service, even just names, Andrew, I go in there every day. I'm the only guy with a clipboard. I'm the only guy with massive pink headphones. Kind of stand out. Those things are like pretty obvious. Cam stands wear, out everywhere he goes. I also wear a yellow beanie in the winter. Like even, even without the dreads, no. <laughs> Cam stands out. Still. No one else does that. It amazes me that they have not learned my name. Because when, when you scan in, dude, your picture and your name pops up. So what, what I'm, what I'm desk, getting at I've here. I've learned all the names. All the names. <laughs> That's so important, dude. Yeah, oh, 100%. But I mean, as I can understand that it's really, really freaking hard to, to get people who want to be on a team right now, too. But at the same time, even if the owners seem to be, you know, they were working at the front desk or hanging out every now and then. I mean, that stuff, know every single person's name that you possibly can, makes the biggest difference, right? You know what makes it worse? They know it's – and I don't want to just come off as like complaining plain, but whatever. Um, they know – I would say there's – because I've, I've, I've been keeping tabs on this stuff, dude. There's probably like five to ten members they are very in with. Mm. And so I – because – 
here's the thing. I don't need customer service to go to a gym and enjoy it. Like I'm at the point where like I'm here for the equipment, the barbells, that Absolutely, stuff, yeah. whatever, right? But I, I can't help but think if you were a, a new person or a more um, insecure person at the gym or something like that, you'd be like, dude, like the owner seemed to be like really interested in like these guys who are like kind of already fit. And they're also, they're also the people that like, they know each other and they're talking and all this stuff. And you're like, oh dude, but like the owners don't really seem to want to talk to me, hmm. you know? So then it's like, well, cool I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to a place where I'm going to go to flex where they're like, Hey dude, like, how's it going? Like, you know, they're more excited to see you. Like that's how you probably poach a lot of well, yeah, members. Exactly. And that's, that's the point I was going to get at here. How much more you said that I go for the, the equipment, whatever, mm-hmm. for my workout, of course. Now, how much more would you be willing to stay with that facility if they knew you and you were friends with that? Good I was like, I like to bring this up. I would never consider leaving if they were, if Absolutely. they were super like, dude, Cam, how's it going? Like, how's, how's the squat program you're doing? Whatever. Right. Something small, dude, I would be like, I'm, I would never leave. I would have no reason to leave. Mm-hmm. But dude, I'll, I'll tell you this, dude, if they, there's one day. I was furious. I and this isn't this is not their fault. So for a while they had they had they had two squat racks. I waited for forty five minutes, just sitting there pretending to warm up. <laughs> and at some point I was like, "Dude, I gotta go." And I just walked out. So like I I walked to the gym, didn't do anything for forty five minutes because I was waiting. And the people on the rack just took. For, I was like, "All right, this is not worth it." And I left. They have since gotten a a third one. Wow. But it's just like, dude. The population of Iron Lab, it's like so those squat racks are like almost always taken. Mm. It's like and they and they'll buy equipment, but they'll buy like a, a niche piece of equipment, which okay. is kind of cool. But it's like, guys, if look, the demand, get another squat rack. The demand. Like, yeah, you know your members love like it's like an even like the cost, trip. like the cost for like very nice isolation equipment, dude. It's pretty it's pretty hefty and a nice rogue squat rack. Yeah. 900 bucks, thousand bucks, dude. Easy. It would be such a better investment. And there's some machines. I'm like, why do you guys even have these? Just get rid of them. And so now, now they've just started putting squat machines, like, or squat racks. Like there's one just like in the middle. They're like, you know, we need another one. We're just going to shove it somewhere. <laughs> and and it, I mean, it, it, it works, but like, dude, I just think that's, that's just like a, uh, a, a, in my opinion, like an industry-wide thing, no matter what you're like doing, if your customer service is just like yeah on fire, dude, you will like you 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 will like eventually dominate, dude. Well, as you long know, as you're also good at what you're doing. I dude. actually I, I'm really interested in this topic, and I've been trying to understand it because obviously, when you're in business, you're trying to do better all the time for the people that you're trying to serve, and. A concept that Frisella talks about a lot too is, you know, a lot of people ask him questions and mm-hmm. whatever. You know, for those who don't know, Andy Frisella involved with many different companies. One of one notable one being First Form, one of the uh, founders owners of that company. And one of the questions that was asked recently in one of his podcasts, um, and I, I've heard this a couple of times, people ask him, you know, how do I get my customers to like believe that I, I care about them and we're like that's, dumb, that's such a stupid question <laughs> yeah but it's it's like just it, just like this situation here it's like okay 
How about you actually just just give a shit about them? How about you just actually invest in their lives and yeah. their and who they are in your relationship with them and try to give them personal value inside the product that you're selling, whatever that is, even if it's a service, um, or or on top of that, rather, also care about them as a person and their family yeah. and all that. So doing that shifts the, especially in this specific situation with these very three similar gyms, maybe even taking people from a CrossFit box or whatever, but if I care more than these other facilities, if Cam and I were to open up a gym inside of Holland, Michigan, and we just cared more than everybody else, mm-hmm. that would kind of shift the scale. Yeah. And no, I think I think there's a lot of truth to that. And I think also it's like, really, if you just decide like, hey, I actually really do care. Yeah. It's nice because you don't have to – you have to – think less about, oh, what tactic should I use to make this a good experience? If you just care and you're a, a quote unquote, like a people person, you, you don't need to like think, okay, remember to kind of act like the, it's similar to like that old phrase of like, Hey, if you never lie, you don't have to remember what you said yeah. because you just, because if they ask you a similar question, you'll just tell the truth again and everything will line up. Like you don't have to remember any of that stuff, mm-hmm. which, but also it's, it's, it is beneficial to think like, I really liked, again, we, the old friend thing, which we've have, actually, have, we've talked about in the future multiverse. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys will hear about it. I've got, <laughs> I've, actually, I've actually got a copy of that book for you before, oh, right. before you head out. Oh, so. okay. But that's one of those things where it's like, you know, that's just a nice way to think about it because like, and you yep. know, you already care, but you're like, oh, well, let me try this out where I think of them as an old friend and let's see how this works out right that's kind of a different thing than being like okay how am i going to make them think blah 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 you know yep so what what are you reading right right now do you have a book that you're tackling (laughs) don't don't tell me law and punishment or whatever what oh oh crime and punishment punishment. no dude that book can take a walk (laughs) i dude i don't care how legendary it is Guys, it's impossible to read. <laughs> um, there's too many Russian words. No, I, uh, I. You know what's funny? So, guys, you guys all know that Andrew and I learned late in life that you can learn stuff from books. <laughs> which, dude, that's like I'm. I swear, you learn that in elementary school. I'm pretty sure you are supposed to learn that at a very young age. I put that in a social media post the other, uh, the other day. Did you really? Yeah, I was like, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> it was like I was super late bloomer. I realized that you could actually learn things from books until college. Yeah, dude, so, <laughs> so much, a lot of times like someone smart wrote stuff down and you're like, oh, I can learn those things too. Um, but what was interesting is like I I also learned even later in life, you can actually learn stuff from fiction. Because I was like, I was like, dude, fiction didn't fiction books like they didn't actually happen. So like, what am I going to learn from them? It's like, oh, well, it's still telling you a story. So I'm actually, I'm reading a, uh, a fiction book right now, which normally is like, kind really? of, it's kind of hard for me, you know but you can actually extract men, a lot of meaning from them. Men are less likely to, to be interested in read fiction books than women. That makes sense. Cause men are more interested in things like they, yeah. like they'd probably want to learn more about how like, or like. How many how to perform? How many women? Right. How many women do you know that are like? Oh, I'm gonna read a book about the Civil War. <laughs> like, no, dude, that, that zero. There are zero. Like, yeah. oh, oh, hey, how did the steam engine get built? <laughs> so I, I have. Um, this is gonna be interesting too. I have basically everybody inside of our um, our organization right now, either taking or uh, just have have taken 
their five strengths oh, from yeah. Gallup. Yeah. And that's how I'm going to build my kind of my leadership structure around or my, my organization structure around what people are naturally more naturally good at hmm. and trying to work things off of that. Cause I'm like, okay, we believe in this concept. And for those of you that, that don't know, Cam and I have talked about quite a few times. Um, we've even gone through it ourselves. Um, I don't know if probably wasn't recently though, no. over the last year or so, but Gallup is two years ago. <laughs> Gallup is a pretty reputable company that has, I mean, how can I describe it? Business psychology uh, and leadership content mm. for you to take in so that you can be a better leader inside of your organization, even if you're not inside of a leadership position, as well as if you are inside of a leadership uh, position to manage people better, more efficiently, and just do better inside of business. Mm. So the concept is instead of focusing so, so much on the things that people are not good at, their weaknesses, and trying to bring those up constantly. Yes, those are things we have to improve, but instead, let's take a look at what people are naturally good at, specifically the five most commendable talents that somebody has, and then work their entire personality and how they work inside of the organization off of those things. Mm -hmm. So three out of five of my top five traits are all about strategic thinking and context and understanding how the world works and trying to plan things around that stuff. And it's funny because nobody else inside the organization that managers or, you know, people who aren't at management yet um, have any of the skills that I have. Everybody has like a way different, like everybody's like relationship building focused and, you know, execution, which is great. And I'm just all about strategic thinking and then influencing other people to do things. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it's it's kind of funny mm-hmm. but um yeah there's there's a lot of relationship builders inside of our our organization which is super interesting to me because that is just I mean it's something that I like find very helpful enjoyable mm-hmm. advantageous inside of a business setting too because if you have great relationships with people you're helping them they're helping you but it's just I guess it's not one of the things that I think about the most it's more so like trying to fix problems and trying to understand what's taking place at the same time. Yeah. Well, you need, I mean, you definitely need both people. Like I, I talked to uh, one of uh, one of the owners and like the like executive vice president of our company sure. the other day. And it was so interesting. What after the, it was a brief conversation. And after it, I was like, dude, did I just like botch that conversation? Like what the heck? And I, and I asked my manager who, you know, he had, he he'd just retired, but he'd been working there for like, like 13 years. I'm like, Ron did like, is, is this guy, is he like hard to talk to? He's like, he's like, Oh dude, he's awkward. Like he is not a good communicator. I'm like, huh? He's like, he's like, yeah, but his thing is he's really good at talking to suppliers and like getting deals. Like he is very like direct. He's like, uh, how do he put it? He said he's like a bulldog in negotiating, <laughs> but talking to people like small talk it he's like he's like dude it's almost painful <laughs> but you gotta think about this though it's like but the director of operations is very like people like you know he's in charge of the managers and say all those people yeah. so it's like you need to make sure you have people if you have someone in the wrong spot 
it's a train wreck. But there's there's always like pluses and minuses attached to all these things that we're naturally good at and not so naturally good at. You don't want me to. You do not want me negotiating yearly pricing with big suppliers. <laughs> I would be like, yeah, dude, like whatever, we'll make it work. Like, no, no, no. I'm someone who should be building the relationship with the supplier and then someone else needs to come in and say like, Hey, we need better pricing. Like I would not be, I just know I wouldn't be good at that sort of like bulldog mentality. Like I'm not, yeah, I'm a golden retriever. That's right. <laughs> that'd be another, no, that'd be another cool thing. Cause sorry. I mean, hey, what were, what were your strengths though? Just brief off the I, bat. I, I think I had one or two that were like, cause the category is executing, isn't it? I yep. think I, I had one or two of those and then, Honestly, I can't remember. I think it was like somewhat like spread out a little bit. Mm. I don't think because yours were like all red. <laughs> yeah. But then I think I had like two red and then a few other ones that were kind of all over the place. Sure. I think you also were relationship building, but I just I thought that was interesting to, to kind of go after. Yeah. Do you have a book up here? What is this? We'll talk about that later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but. we can t- Yeah. Okay. We don't need to talk about it. Today, Cam. This isn't book club. This is memoir FU- of a geisha. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew's, is, Andrew's rewriting. This isn't the FUP book club. We, we should do that. We That'd should, dude. What if we read? No, okay, all right. <laughs> focus, focus, focus. The focus has. <laughs> Today, we're feeling extra free. Ow. <laughs> and it is the Fourth of July. Oh. I want us, and we haven't done this too. The whole point of this, guys, is we were going to do kind of this birthday ceremony situation with this 100th episode, and also look back at the 100 or 99 episodes prior. So we can look back at our 110 episodes prior at this point. <laughs> Understanding that, I do want to do that and, and take a look at what's taken place inside of the fitness industry as well as our own lives over the last. Three years, yeah. Something is like it that. is it three years? Around then, yeah. Yeah. Because two and a half, two and a half ish. Because it was like April when it started. April. No, it is three years. Yeah, April is when we officially published. So twenty nineteen. Holy shit! It's pretty crazy. Talking about spinning your tires, right? <laughs> now, understanding where the fitness industry because the fitness industry has changed a whole lot. Over the last three years, it, you know, people like to talk about, or they make jokes too about the great reset. And I think the greatest reset that we've seen has been inside of the fitness industry across the board. Hmm. How so? Because I mean, we were, we were deemed a non-essential business at one point during the pandemic and almost every single facility was forced to close down. All right, right. Then everybody transitioned into at home or virtual products and trainings. Mm-hmm. There was that huge blow up of some of industries that or micro industries inside of the fitness industry in whole that would not have gained this much traction or ground or awareness. Yeah. And it was all sped up because that was just it's like there was a dam put in place, and then the water had to trickle somewhere else real fast. Yeah. Well, didn't didn't isn't that when a uh, Tonal got like its billion dollar evaluation? Tonal, as a fairly new company, it got a billion dollar, and then which is, Peloton blew up, and now, which is and also that seems bed. very sim- very silly for Tonal to get a billion dollar. Well, did you hear evaluation. about did you hear about why? 
I think it was, I think it was, it was based off like its scalability and how sure. it was scaling. And then they, dude, I don't know how any of that shit works. Cause it's not like, oh, we did a billion dollars in sales so far. So we're a billion dollar company. It's like, no, you have, they have billion dollar potential mm-hmm. to be there in like five years or something. Yep. I don't know the timeline for it too, yeah, but no yes, idea. you are correct. It's not about where you are right now. It's about where you're projected to be. Exactly. Yeah. But at the I same time, Tank, I know. <laughs> at the same time, there was all these different new avenues or new ish avenues that were forced to mm-hmm. get a lot of attraction and a lot of sales quickly. And then when everything started to unravel and go back to normal air quotes, then everything kind of reset again. And then people who were – it's so interesting here because people who were very involved inside of their fitness community or whatever or they had this one thing they really liked, all of a sudden they had like a year off and they're like, okay, do I go back? Do I change it up? I've gained 20 pounds. I'm not motivated. Do I go back to fitness at all? Right. Or I bought this Peloton. Now do I, now do? I do? I'm, I'm not using it. Right. So things were just it's – like, it's like you have this anthill. That's very well developed, very well established. And there's new things that are taking place inside the anthill, right? Mm-hmm. There's still things that are happening. And the whole 2020 situation, 2021, shook up the entire anthill farm mm-hmm. or ant farm. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, sh- like, what do we do now? What do we do? Where do we go? And that's everybody's going in a different direction. Yeah. It's almost like ants started building these different hills that were maybe small. They're like, okay. It's all in shambles. Let's, you know, people go kind of everywhere. Do I go back to where I was before what I had prior? Right. Do something new? So do you think, would you say that where we are now is more similar than where it was before COVID or is it still That's vastly a great question. different? I'd say yes. People are going back to box gyms um, or boutique fitness facilities like ours, mm-hmm. but there are so many people still. I'm. It, it's it's flooring me that there's so many conversations that I'm still having with people. They're saying, Andrew, I've not been back into fitness since COVID nineteen, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what do you like? You're like, yeah, I was doing stuff five, six days a week, or some of those conversations are like, yeah, I was regularly blah blah. I just haven't been back. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, two years, two and a half years. But it's people are starting to get back. It's almost like there was a major push. Okay, now we're back, and now everybody's trickling. Everybody's really slowly trickling. Mm. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people who are like, man, I am so not where I want to be. Now I have to do something. There's a lot of like mm. sadness and like Interesting. Dis- and like uh, almost like a disappointment. Hmm. Or a. Uh, there's, there's not a lot of self-efficacy for people who are coming into facilities now. Even if they had been very proud of what they'd done prior, there's a lot of like – I mean, I don't like using this, but motivation is is very low. Hmm. Well, I mean, they're, it kind of makes sense because you get derailed initially and then eventually you, <clears throat> you, know, you fill your time with other stuff. You put on the back burner. It was something that you luckily got into the habit of doing. Mm-hmm. But maybe you didn't like really love it. Like I took six months off and I had no problem going right back in. Like, yeah. like it was not an issue at all. I was very excited. It wasn't like, oh, dude, I had a, I had a good little momentum wave going and now I got to rebuild it. Yep. Like that's probably a lot of people, honestly. I mean, quote unquote, like getting back to it or getting back into it is like what most people probably struggle with. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, you think about this, like, dude, two years, you know, you're, you're going to get out of shape and it's going to be hard for a lot of people to get back in that. They'd be like, wow, not only do I need to rediscipline myself to go back, but also I'm feeling bad about myself because look at all the progress I've lost. Like that would be a really tough spot to be in. And that, that's really where it's like, you um, you know, a trainer, a coach, even like a friend who's really into working out, be like someone, it's nice when sometimes when you're thrown like a life jacket yep, and you kind of get a little bit of, like, Hey dude, come on, man. Like I'll, I'll, I'll walk with you while you're kind of getting going. And that, that's huge. Cause a lot of people, they're like, they're like, dude, I can't do this on my own. It makes a huge difference. It's funny you say that too, because what we've started doing inside of, you know, the frog, we have, we have this membership frog fit membership and it it's, it's corporately designed to be a one-stop shop for, all things fitness inside of the eat the frog fitness facility, right? So you've got our training and then we're going to work with nutrition. We're going to work with, um, calories too, and, uh, figuring out our training. And then there's these different programs that eat the frog fitness corporate has come up with and, and created like a 30 day to lower stress man or better stress management or hmm. something like that. But there's all these different, you know, <laughs> things that you can do, which is cool. But right, being right. a new company, a lot of that stuff is, not super developed at this point. And I've kind of taken a different angle because Cam and I actually had a, a pretty cool conversation um, prior to starting the, the um, podcast today was that people, it, it's like, it's different where I think everybody does this inside of whatever they do, whatever they find interesting. But if you love something, you want to learn as much as you can about it mm-hmm. have all this information, all this knowledge. And then you almost get detached to what other people's opinions or needs or desires are. So if I'm like, man, Cam and I are like, let's say sleep. We're like, oh, optimizing sleep. That sounds so cool. Like getting better sleep hygiene, whatever. And then there's 95% of people who don't give a shit about (laughs) sleeping, like like doing doing candlelight sleep. Oh, I I go to bed when I'm bored of Instagram or Netflix and then I just drag myself out of bed. It's Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's a disconnect of understanding what people need and what they want at the same time. Because just because somebody needs something doesn't mean that they are willing to listen to you. They have to want it at the same time. Mm Mm-hmm. They have to want it. And oftentimes people want what they need, but not always. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, right. especially inside of the fitness industry, if you're trying to sell something to somebody that's going to help them or get them involved in something that's going to help them, but they do not want it, you're not going to win. Right. So understanding that, and that's like a big realization that I've had recently is I'm like, I'm so frustrated for you know years and years trying to get, hey, man, I just want to help people. I just want to get them involved. want to get them where they – because I want to help them build – something that they can use the rest of their lives and they have education and they have self-efficacy, they believe in themselves. And if I'm trying to push something that they don't want, it's not going to work. It's just going to leave me more frustrated. Understanding that, now we're at this point where, okay, let's pull back. Stress management, cool. That's an awesome idea. Do people come to us for stress management? No. Right. Indirectly, yes. But if they're very, very stressed out, are they going to say, you know what? Eat I should the, go work. <laughs> eat the frog fitness. No, is no one, zero people say Especially that. not, yeah. well, we, like we would, I would. Like, if I'm like, man, this week is really, it really sucks. Yeah. I need to, you, I need to yeah. make sure that, which isn't my mindset ever. I'm always like, no, this is fine. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I had, I had like a, an embolism earlier this week. We're okay. <laughs> We're okay. <laughs> well, we'll get through this one. Keep on trucking, dude. <laughs> but I think it, it's very, very common for people to have uh, tough weeks or whatever, have that mentality and say, you know what? I'm going to turn to McDonald's or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to you know, go smoke a bong or whatnot. Now, nobody outside of the fitness, that fitness lifestyle, and even those many people inside of it, turn to fitness to be that de-stressor or turn to like a coach or something like that and be like, Hey, mm-hmm. I'm really having trouble with stress management. Nobody's going to their coach and saying, Hey, help me with my stress in my life because right. that's not how people see us. So yes. Is that a great idealistic situation thinking of, Oh, we can help so many people with the stress that they have in their lives. Mm-hmm. At the same time though, you cannot make that a main product because you're not going to sell that. You have to do that as a sideline product that is already encompassing something else. Mm-hmm. I need to lose 20 pounds. I need to get stronger. I can't touch my toes. and I feel very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's improve your mobility, your body composition, whatever. And oh man, I'm not as stressed. I feel good. Yeah. You almost, you, know you, what almost, I mean? you almost need to, you're really selling them feeling good, but that, so what what I used to do at at Orange Theory is if it was before like a a big all out or whatever, a lot of times I would say like if it was morning, I because I, I would change it based off when I was coaching. Hmm. If it was the morning, I would think okay, if I were a member, I'm about to go to work. Most people hate their jobs. Hmm. What do I want to hear? I would say hey, a lot of you guys are about to have like a shitty meeting or a long day or something during your day that's either going to be causing you like anxiety, stress, whatever. Take it out on this that is like a stress relief ask yeah. thing because i know that works for me and that's so i'm awesome. sure there's a lot of other people that or if it's at the end of the day be like hey a lot of you guys just had a really tough day at work just take it out on this treadmill or these weights or whatever so it's like they're there to feel good and maybe they feel like they have to be there but now they're also associating it with oh hey this is actually something i can kind of take out you're anger, like indirectly stress, doing that too you know? exactly you're not like you're really stressed out. This is what we're going to like. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. You're just, it's just, it's a quick little thing. Yeah. Like, hey, you got something on your mind? Just mm-hmm. take, take it out here, you know? Like, and I love that. It's not the main thing, but slowly you can associate it with like, man, I had a really tough day at work. Instead of being like, man, I'm going to take it out on McDonald's or I'm going to binge Netflix or whatever. Yep. I was like, oh, you know what? Well, actually, there's been a few times where I've taken it out on some inclines or, the row or whatever, right? Yep. And so then you can start to shift your what do I do when I'm stressed or angry or whatever? You replace it with a with a good habit. Absolutely. Sort of, you know? Absolutely. So it's funny you say that. That is literally um I'm I'm taking so in, in protocol 10, I've been doing this for years where I am coaching people through whatever gym membership they have, whatever um, equipment availability and whatever objectives that we have. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's create a program that encompasses everything. And we work together to make it a, a, a viable program to see progress towards X, Y, and Z. And it's never going to be, I want to be like, or I shouldn't say never 99% of the time. It's like, Hey, I got to work on my stress levels. Andrew, can you help? That's always a byproduct. Mm-hmm. Taking that understanding it and applying it to our boutique fitness facility and I think many of these facilities too only view like they don't want to to be like, oh, there's other ways to do fitness or like that's bullshit. There's so many ways you can do fitness, mm-hmm. but understanding that, like let's say, hey, 
like me, I'm running right now. I'm trying to run a ton. I'm literally trying to run my fat ass off and <laughs> it's working. It's working really, really well. The ass is getting smaller. But we do not run inside of our facility for many good reasons. And we've gone into that in other episodes and we probably will again. Understanding that, and let's say I'm somebody who wants to do this one-on-one coaching situation. I want to work with our you know, head coach, Lindsay. And I'm like, hey, Lindsay, I want to, I want to build this program out. I want to continue to run because it's really helping me uh, lean out. But I love what we do at Eat the Frog, and I also want to do a little weight training. Mm -hmm. We have now pivoted to, okay, instead of just saying, hey, take these three different sessions a week, and let's work in your stress management. That's not going to meet my needs, and then I'm less likely going to want to work with Lindsay because she's kept inside this corporate box, Mm -hmm. right? Right. With Protocol 10, with my company that I've been doing this for years with, I didn't give a shit where people went or what Mm -hmm. they did, but now we have a facility that has a very niche specific cross training, which for those you don't know, that is weight training mixed with more athletic cardio. Great, great way to train for sure, but it's not the only way. It's not the only thing you can do to get from point A to point B. Understanding that, why don't I just be an advocate for what this person needs? And they're already a member with us. Mm -hmm. So we're going to work in eat the frog fitness cross training based off of what their needs are recommendations. And then we're also going to program in some cardio, some running, and then we're also going to program in some weight training that they're going to do outside of the facility um, as well to meet their goals. And I'm not kept inside of this. Oh, I can't, I can't act like any other type of fitness, you know, regime works outside of eat the frog fitness. Right. Right. And because that's not true. That's not honest. And just like, and they're in literally, it's the it's it's following up the same way that I tell people. Hey, there's many other ways that you can do fitness out here, mm-hmm. but here's why the Frog Fitness rocks. Yeah. Here's why we're here because we actually one give a shit about you, and two, I'm going to help you build a program that's actually advantageous to you inside and outside the facility. So we've pivoted in that direction, and that's been super helpful for yeah. our membership base. Well, you're you're giving. What you're doing is you're saying. Hey, you might need eat the frog for this, this, this. But if the person's like, hey, you know, I also want to, you know, let's say I also want to run a half marathon by the end of the year. So, well, you don't do any running and eat the frog. So if you're like, hey, do eat the frog this amount of times for these things, but we'll program some running outside of the outside of eat the frog so you can reach your goal that you actually seem like you have some passion for. Absolutely. Right. So you're you're giving people, if you give people what they want. That's probably the easiest sell. Like absolutely, that's what, that's what I tell every single person that comes into. And this is a totally different industry, right? It's construction versus fitness. When people come in, they're like, "Hey, I want to look at siding," and they're going, and you can just tell there's so many options, and they're like scatterbrained. What always helps is I say, you know, because because they'll be like, give direction. Hey, they're they're like, "Hey, are are people doing this? Are people doing that?" <laughs> and they're they're all like, because like I think when you when you put something on your house, you're it's kind of like. Um, you're, it's almost like you're saying like, hey, judge me based off what I think is aesthetically pleasing on my house, right? And so what I say is like, hey, what do you want your house to look like? Nice. And then they're like, well, I really like this and this. I'm like, well, we just solved one of the biggest issues. <laughs> so it's like same thing with fitness. It's like, hey, dude, what do you what do you want out of this? Yeah. Like my buddy Alex, he's like- That's I a want, great question. He's like, I want to be able to rock climb more. I'm like, sweet. You should do some of these exercises that, that have- you're not holding any fake plastic rocks. You're holding a barbell, but here's how it will help you with rock climbing. And then he's like, he's like, oh, I kind of see the use of that. If I do something I don't really like to do, but it'll help me with what I want, you're more likely to do that thing. 
if that makes sense. Adherence goes up and also enjoyment. Exactly. Like eat the frog might not make you a quote unquote better runner, but it'll get your, you might get better cardio because you guys do cardio. Absolutely. You'll, you'll get stronger. Yep. Probably do it. So it's like those things will help you run or help you do whatever you, maybe you like to kayak. And the most important thing that you said there, in my opinion, was that asking what they need and also facilitating that as a coach, our top tier working one-on-one with a coach for a program membership is more affordable for coaching than I charge with mm-hmm. my, so you get, you get a gym membership, eat the frog fitness, which is a great, you know, program is already there for you and you got 24 seven access, all that cool stuff. And you also get that coach for less than I charge of, Hey, you want to work with me remotely? Right. I'm going to be, you know, I'm 200 bucks. I'm 200 bucks a month. Yeah. And you don't get a gym membership with me. I mean, if you right. have to, if you have to go somewhere else, you know, eat the frog fitness, a gym membership plus that coach is dollar sign a little bit more expensive than just my coaching, but you also get a facility attached to that. For what I'm doing remotely, if you want to work with me, it's one ninety nine, ninety five a month. Yeah. Plus, you have to get either one or two gym members, whatever you have to do. You got to yeah. figure that out. You're talking like two hundred fifty bucks probably because forty forty five bucks for a gym membership or more than that or more than that. Like Depending let's where say you go. Yeah. Let's sure, say you want to sure. do that, then you also want to do some cross training at an eat the frog esque facility while working with me, that's going to be, you know, you're going to be spent. And then also in like a, a, a regular box gym, you're spending lots of money on that stuff. Right. It's kind of like built in, you know what I mean? And right. that's where I was like, Oh my God, this makes a lot of sense because one, we're actually serving people the way that they need to be served. Mm-hmm. We're creating a program for them inside and outside the facility and giving them that nutrition and support mm-hmm. without tying them only to what we're doing here because there's other things that could be advantageous depending on what they want to accomplish. Right. As I remember at Orange Theory, and I might be wrong in remembering this, didn't they call it the perfect workout? Yeah, I was think that, so. Was that a thing for I a while? I think so. Which is kind of funny because what if you're like, I don't know, what, what, if, what if your goal, because I, I like to tell people that like, because I believe it or not, it's kind of funny. I still get asked fitness questions, which I think is funny because like I don't work in fitness for over two years now. And what I tell everyone is like, find something physical that re- involves some sort of resistance and get your heart rate up that you enjoy and just start doing that. Mm. Right. So again, my buddy Alex, he's like, I, he loves rock climbing. Rock climbing is hard as shit. And he's gotten his fingers are strong. <laughs> it's kind of funny. So I'm trying to think of where I was about to go that I got distracted. Um, oh, that's it. So if, if your goal is like, if what you want, the thing that you're like, hey, I like doing this activity, if it doesn't align with the workout, then it's actually a shitty workout. It's not helping you and you also probably won't do it. It's the same thing as if like, you know, we have, we have a friend that she's, she's dropping 300 bucks a month on a gym membership. And I, I've gotten asked by a few people that we we all know her and and we're 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 friends. And they're like they're like, hey dude, do you think that that membership is worth it? And I was like, well, tell me, ask me this: is she using it? And they're like, yeah, yeah, she's using it like crazy. It's like the first time she's been consistent in the gym. I'm like, then it's 100 worth it. Yeah. If she was, now in my opinion, could could she spend less money on something and and honestly even maybe get like a a better experience? Yes, yeah, she probably could, but will she do it? That's the big thing, right? Like mm. how, how do you convince people? Because a lot of times it's not about money. It's about, okay, this is something I could see myself doing 
And if they really care about it, you know, they, they could probably find the money to do it. like, dude, I couldn't, it'd be so hard to justify 300 bucks a month on a gym membership for me. I'd be like, dude, I do. I like, no, I'm not doing that. There's no, it'd way. have to come with a personal coach. Exactly. And, 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 and hers does. But if you're someone who's like, man, I just like, I have sucked at being consistent and you find something that you're like, oh, I can do this. And I'm excited to do it. Your, your limit, your tolerance for how much you're willing to spend, your tolerance has gone way, way down. You're like, dude, I'll, I'll, I'll spend the extra 50, hundred bucks a month or I'll spend 200 bucks with, with Andrew. Cause he keeps me accountable. He keeps me consistent. And he's, you know, you worry about stress, sleep, these sort of things. It's like, they'll, they'll, they'll spend money. That's not an issue for them. If, if it's something that they believe they can actually stick with. Mm-hmm. And there's the frog. It's like, Hey, we also care about what you want. And we think we can be at least a part of that, if not the whole thing. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a fun little concept yeah, or a change of mind, a change of perspective that we've had recently. So it's like, okay, how can we, once again, everything's kind of catered around, how can I serve people better? How yeah. can I, how can I actually be a helping hand to people? Mm-hmm. And when, when you take that mindset and you stop saying, how can I get people to think that I, I care about them? No, no. <laughs> how, or get people to think that I, I, I serve them or I want to serve them. No. How about you actually just try to figure out how to serve them better than other people? Yeah. And, and then, like, then you figure it out. Yeah. Or it's like, hey, how do we how do we get our sales up? It's like, yeah, there's probably certain things you could do like marketing and whatever. But also it's like Are you helping people? Are you changing yeah. their lives for the better, doing it consistently? Exactly. I think if you I think if you are our top salesman, and he's top salesman by a landslide. Let me put it this way. They celebrate second place. Because it's actually competitive. Mm. The first guy is like, I mean, dude, we're talking millions of dollars ahead of mm. everyone else. He, and he also has the least amount of customers, which I think is interesting. Mm. But he is, he has his hands so deep in what they're doing. And he, it's almost like he works for them, which in a way he does, right? But he is so on top of like their project and is so involved that they're like, dude, I will like, I would imagine his customers are like, I will never have another salesman. And when they're building a, you know, he's um, indispensable, right? Exactly. When, when they are building a $5 million home in Northern Michigan and he has to sign an, uh, a non-disclosure because it's a famous rock star, they're like, dude, this is the only guy I'm going to like, th- like there'll be less issues. He really cares. And he makes a shit ton of money because he's, he's involved. He could probably like, you know, put his feet up and kind of coast for a bit and he could still make good money. You know, like, Hey dude, being top five salesman is not bad. That's pretty good. But it's like, no, dude. Like, if you just put in like that extra effort, you just start going crazy. With that's your how, that's how we take Iron Lab to be the most dominant force, uh, dude, I have inside thought, of the Holland, Michigan metro area. I have thought a couple times. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, Iron Lab could have more than one location if they. First off, it's a, it's a. You should, I, you should pitch yourself as a consultant. <laughs> <laughs> What's your reference? I worked with Orange Theory for like a year and a half, and also like I've got a podcast. And also, I worked with Export for like two weeks. <laughs> you know what's funny? Actually, Export taught me the greeting thing. Yeah. The, the guy there. Really? He's like, he's like, dude, make yourself big and get excited to see people. Well, they don't do that, so. <laughs> I know. I, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I've thought, my like, dude, Iron Lab could could have could have multiple locations because they're they're very well known in the area. We should contact them and get them on, also get cool, them on the cast. It's a cool name, dude. The FUP. The FUP? 
I really like the FUP. Go fuck yourself. Um, Go fuck. Getting fucked up. Dude, let's talk about America for a hot sec. I heard America. A fu- I heard a funny thing yesterday come out of my sister's mouth. Oh, no. They were, they were hours apart, but I remember both of them. <laughs> At one point, she said, oh, dude, our country's so divided, and it's just, it's just in shambles. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I was like, shambles, bit dramatic. I wouldn't say shambles. I'd say, sure, is it divided? It's one of those things where it's like, okay, in the media, you're like, oh, dude, we are so divided. And then when you actually just like look outside your house and like are talking to people, you're like, most people are quite reasonable and they're, they're center left or center right. And a good amount of people are also open to opinions. Like <laughs> most people are pretty good people, right? Yeah. Um, I would say. And then later, you know, in the evening, she said, why would I ever want to visit another country? And I was like, okay, hey, Brie, the country that you think is in shambles and is like a shitty country, you don't want to leave it? Makes no sense to me at all. And I guess both things, I mean, I guess both things can be true because traveling to another country, there's like a lot of stuff involved or whatever. Sure. But also it's like. What was the context with the second statement though? Um. Oh, we were talking about like if you could, um, if we were to, if you were to go on like a trip anywhere, where would you go? And her and my mom were like, "Yeah, I wouldn't want to leave the country. I, w- I would stay right here. I would just kind of do so." I mean, there's a lot of cool things in America, but then Brie was like, "Yeah, I would never want to like go to another country," <laughs> which I just think is Brie's so funny. Brie's it, got some pretty dude. Brie's the queen. Strong. Brie's the queen of hard opinions. I love it. Um, but a queen of hard opinions. Isn't it? Isn't it interesting that? I've never met anyone. And look, just because you just because you can love America and also like I think I would I would I would probably say America is the greatest country in the world, but that also doesn't mean I think it's perfect. I feel like a lot of people are like, oh dude, you're just like drank the Kool-Aid of red, white, and blue. It's like, no, dude, there's like things we could get better at. It's not perfect, but um it's the best. And you know what's funny, Andrew, is like a lot of people that live in America that are like, dude, this country fucking sucks, dude. This this country is just the worst. I should move to Switzerland or whatever. None of them do. <laughs> I have yet to meet anyone that's like, yeah, you know what, dude? I just like- well, they're really, all gone. I just really didn't like the way America was going, so I moved to Canada. I've never met anyone that's actually done it. I would agree, yeah. I think, I think it's- Well, I, I think we're also prone into- Let's take a look more broadly into any issue. Oftentimes we are we are like prone or encouraged to complain about something that we don't like mm-hmm. and not provide any value in terms of how to fix an issue or even to be active inside of fixing an issue. Mm-hmm. So, i.e., I really hate the trash in the street. I think it looks horrible. You know, my community – it just it doesn't look good, and you know dogs could eat it or whatever. Kids could step right. on it, whatever. But I'm just going to complain about it. It's going to be a talking point for my next get together with people, so we could all complain <laughs> together. Instead, how about next time I do cardio, which I fucking do, is I pick up trash, maybe one or two pieces, just something small. Yeah, I throw it away, mm-hmm. and that way I'm actually trying to fix the issue that causes me grief. Yeah. But people don't do that. People just want to complain about shit and not realize, understand that, oh, my community is my community. And if I want to live in a specific community, 
For example, something very, very simple. It's not brainy. It's not conceptual. I want to live in a community without trash in the street. Yeah. Looks I'm nice. going to clean up the trash out of the street. Because if I don't do that, who's going to clean the trash out of the street? Somebody's going to listen to this and be like, he's talking about race or something. <laughs> like, no, I'm talking about physical trash in like the street. Cups. Like somebody has thrown out their shit out of the car and they're like, oh, I don't want to deal with this in my car. So now this poor neighborhood has to have it. <laughs> no, if you – and this could be applied to literally anything, guys. If you do not want to – if there's something that's giving you grief, are you willing to do something outside of your comfort zone or maybe that isn't super, super convenient for you to help change that in a positive direction a little bit? If not, I'm going to argue that you're full of shit and you don't actually care as much as you want to complain about something. Well, especially if it's like – if it's something that's like so immediate. Like if you're complaining about the trash in the street, the funny thing is that you have to see the trash. And if it's in the street, that probably means you're on the sidewalk. So you're like <laughs> 10 feet away from it. So you could very – it's like, oh, there's an issue that I could easily fix or whatever. And I think it's like there's certain issues that are probably like that. But there are probably certain things that are like I guess more so out of your control. Like for example, if you're going for a walk and there's a pothole, you're like, dude, I hate that pothole. And I guess technically you probably could fill it. I don't know if anyone would complain unless you do a really shitty job. <laughs> if you take a quick, can, can you make a pothole and, worse? And, and Andrew takes quick crete and it just <laughs> gets really shitty. But like with that, real though, listen, the government is not here to do a good job at many different things. Right. At the same time, though, if you have disposable income, if you can take time to do that out of your busy schedule or whatever, Maybe you could. Yeah, I mean, yeah. why not just do it? Why not just try to fix something? Yeah. That as long as you're not breaking any laws or whatever, or causing yeah, somebody else to stop signs. Don't be like, oh, there should be a stop sign here. I'm going to go make a stop sign. <laughs> like, obviously, you, you can't do that. If you can make your community better in a specific way where something's causing you grief or your neighbors or whatever, why not just do that? Why not just help out? Yeah. I think people focus so much on the, if we're, if we're keeping the topic on America, you think of America as a community. Well, then there's 50 communities called states and then there's counties and then there's like neighborhoods and then there's like your block i feel like people oftentimes they i don't know this is like when we grow up we're, like, we're gonna grow up and change the world it's like no you won't hardly anyone does like it's just the odds of you doing that of changing the world are pretty much zero but the that's odds bullshit of, that's where i'm gonna argue with you no andrew the amount of people in history that have truly had a global impact. Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Wait, just, wait, wait a sec. I think what should be said is I'm going to grow up and I'm going to change my community. That's And that's the point, though. That's now the point that, you're going to make. Now, could, could that snowball into a butterfly effect sort of thing? Yes. But when I'm thinking of like people are like, I'm going to be, you know, like the president and I'm going to like change the entire world on like a global scale. That pro like the way that I'm thinking about it, that will probably not happen. Okay, but how do you start at that process though? Sure, you could say it's one person at a time. It's if you change your community, yeah, it will get better. Sure, that's how you do that. That's how you change the world, though. You don't start by changing the world. Yep. You start with the things that you can do today. Sure, but I think the message is, you if if you if you aren't gonna like change the world, then you shouldn't do anything. Like it's it's less. It's not as sexy to be like, hey, dude, start with your community. 
Like, I feel like that is not because I do think you're right. I think if you want to have a really big impact, you 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 start small and and it, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. I don't think you're like, hey, dude, one day, boom, I'm just going to change the world. It's like, no, you're going to start off, yeah, with your. It might even start with just you and then your family, and that you know, like that. But it seems like, oh, if I don't do it big, I don't do it at all. Sure, it's like, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. I had so I I've been. This has been heavy on my mind over the last year or so, specifically, and I think it's very, very applicable here too. And my my uncle Mark passed away in October of last mm-hmm. year, right? And he was somebody who, on a mass scale, I believe, wholeheartedly, made the world a better place in many different things that he did. And then when he passed away, or even just like, let's take a look at our family. Let's take a look at the community. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look at whatever, right? You can scale that. You can take a look and say, okay, what was he doing here, there, there? And vast, vast majority of the time, because we all make mistakes, we all do stupid things, whatever. But he was skewing the world towards a positive angle versus mm-hmm. a negative angle, right? The majority of the time. Understanding that, okay, Uncle Mark has passed away. His, his whole life here is over with. And those were big shoes to fill to be a positive part in people's lives, in, in their specific life, in the mm-hmm. community, in whatever. Who's going to fill that? Right. And then when he passed away, I was like, oh, my God, it's us. We're the ones who have to do that mm-hmm. because he's not there to help anymore. But if if I'm just going to be like, oh, man, that sucks that – Somebody who is trying to make the world better, trying to make the community better, all that good stuff is gone now. And I just went back to doing stuff my way for personal reasons or whatever. How how am I helping fix that situation? And once again, there's a there's a there's a big gap. There's a big void of that positive work mm-hmm. and that positive reinforcement of of making the community better that's gone now. Right. And that happens every single day. And of course, probably on the negative side, people who are maybe more selfish or who are not trying to help their neighbor out or make things better pass away every day too. Mm -hmm. But understanding what the community needs, and somebody doesn't have to pass away to realize this, but this is what helped me realize it specifically within this last year. And I was like, oh, it's like it's like when we it's like when we figured out that you could read things from fucking books. <laughs> I think you and I are dumb. I think well, it's 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 like life. big brainy concepts. But I'd say most people don't realize this shit. They're like, oh, the community sucks, the world sucks, whatever. This is this is you. You're the one who helps create this. Right. You're a part of and it. And your yeah. neighbors, everybody, right. everybody's involved. It doesn't suck just because it sucks. Right. It's because we do things that make it suck. Yeah. So. Are you going to be somebody who's going to help it suck? You're going to help it be better. That is actually a really interesting way to think about it. Because, like, I feel like people sometimes think, "Oh, the the nation or the or whatever you're you're complaining about." Let's say it's like your your neighborhood. Like, dude, this neighborhood just, dude, it sucks, man. Like, no one no one looks out for each other, no one whatever. And then if you realize, I am. I'm in the the neighborhood isn't a thing that's like way up here. It's not like this um, metaphysical idea. The neighborhood is like it's really just made up of people. Or if you're like, oh, dude, that company is so corrupt or like this company I work for, dude, they're so corrupt. It's like it's not like a company. It is a group of people. 
And you are one of nice. those people. That's awesome. It's not a intangible idea. It's a thing that you're actually looking at right now, which is really interesting, right? Customer service. How do you have great customer service inside of Iron Lab? It's fucking people at the front desk. It's the it's the people in the facility. Oh yeah, I, I if you want to question. have if you want to have a great customer service business experience, you have to do it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. If you want to have a country you enjoy living in, a community you enjoy living in, you have to do that. Yes. If you want to have a healthy family, whatever, lead by example. Stop complaining that you're out of shape or you're sad or depressed. Fucking change it. Just do yeah. do the stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's things. Yeah, you, this is the fire of podcast. Yeah, there's, there's things you can do. Like, it's the same thing if you're like, if you're like, oh, dude, like this this gym, dude, their front desk, like, like the the customer service sucks. So you can actually think of it if you're the manager, be like, dude, our customer service sucks. You could actually think, actually, it's a Jane, Luke, Brian, and Stacy are horrible. <laughs> and then you have like four people, and you're like, oh, I can just work with each of them, and then it's not that the customer service like like those people don't know what they're doing and if you make them better all of a sudden the customer service this idea is really good because the people that are the idea are really good at what they do now that's all it is Mm. or like i don't know it's just weird people like to blame like ideas or things that are like up here kind of and they're like oh if it's up here dude uh, there's nothing really i can do about it and it's like okay there's like a global issue that's that needs that needs some sort of like law to be changed are you going to be able to change a federal law? I mean, you could maybe do a, you know, write a letter to your senator or congressman, or you know, you could absolutely, you you could try that. I think what what is more, and I love this quote. It's way more important what happens in your house than the White House, mm. like because it's really it's super easy to blame things that you don't think. Like, dude, how much influence does Cameron Hewitt have on the White House right now? Right, right. Listen to what he said right <laughs> at now. the moment. They're gonna be they're gonna be like, dude take a hike we hear from shitheads like you all day but what happened in, in my house between me and me and abby <laughs> you know I'm, I'm one of 360 million people to the white house but in my house i'm one of two yeah so it's like which one's gonna affect my life more or like how many how many houses do i care about in holland i care about very few houses and i have way more pull with each house and that's going to affect my life the most they could pass some random bill. They could do whatever. It's like, okay, that's, it might affect me. It might not. But what's going to affect me more is like my relationship with my in-laws and my friends. Yeah. If I have shitty relationships, but bills are getting passed that I really, really, really like, I'm going to have a shitty life. <laughs> yeah. Right? I think, it's a, I think it's a great point. America rocks. I'm in. I'm in America. You can say, I'm in America. dude. You can. I literally saw. I have a picture on my phone. We were driving to Minnesota the uh, the other week, and on a UPS truck, it was dusty on the back, and people, someone literally put FBJ, which obviously stands for Fuck Joe Biden or FJB, right? And half of America, I shouldn't say half, a good chunk of America will find that very funny. The other half will roll their eyes, and both are totally allowed because the rule is you're allowed to speak out against your government regardless. And so it's funny when it's like, if you are, let, let, let's say you're a Republican, well, let's go back a few years. You're a Republican, vote for Donald Trump. You're like, this is going great. There's a 
Democrat that's like, yo, fuck Donald Trump. As a Republican, you shouldn't get mad because you're like, you, or you shouldn't say, hey, you shouldn't say it about the president. No, dude, you have to focus on, on the rule and not what's like going on. Like You should be like, hey, I disagree with you, but you should 100% be allowed to say that. Because it's one of the cool things. Sure. You know, you, you don't just tailor it to you. Yeah. You're like, well, what if I ever want to say, fuck the president? <laughs> like, if I want to do it, they should be able to do it. Yeah. Don't get me started on the uh, political division. No, we, no we, we don't. We don't. No, we don't. We definitely don't need to. But also, it's like. Everybody wants to cry about that stuff, too. A lot of people can. It, it, it's really cool how, like, a lot of people can be successful in America. Dude, if you go to, like like Saudi Arabia and you're just born like average you, you like the odds of you getting far is much less than if you were in America. Like I, th- I still think there is quite a bit of opportunity. I think well, there, there is. And I think we need to trend towards more opportunity as well. I think currently our government is too big and there's that, I mean, guys, if you have not looked into, this is something that I really enjoy and it's also easy for me. So it's the QAnon context. is, <laughs> <laughs> so there's this pizza place. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I love context and I love understanding history of things because I feel like that helps me understand the present more and understand the future in that way. So I, I love looking back through history and understanding how people ended up a place, how their belief systems were created, and all that good stuff. I, I referenced this book, and it's the Eleven Nations of or whatever it is, right? I, oh, I'm really yes. bad with titles, especially books that I read, which is pretty bad. Hmm. But um, <laughs> this book is so interesting to me because it goes through and it talks about the the different cultural nations that exist inside of the United States of America. And it's interesting because you can see them kind of converge and divide Mm -hmm. up and they're not, they're not dictated by certain States or areas. You can see that inside of the, the way that many States usually vote as well too. Um, Inside of Chicagoland, we're a, we're where um, middle America or the Highland, I believe it's called the Highlands. I don't know what it's called. No, there's whatever, whatever. It's called something. Yeah, yeah. The so I'm, <laughs> I'm totally. Hold on, Cam. I gotta get this right. The Highlands doesn't make sense because it's it's completely flat. I think it'd be called the Lowlands. Let's see here. Where oh, isn't there a graph right? right there? Middle Earth. The Midlands. Midlands. That, that Midlands. Midwest. That makes sense. So, sorry, guys. One second. <laughs> so, in Chicagoland, we are directly where two different, very, very diverse political belief systems exist. And that's why you see so much conflict inside of these, these states that actually kind of converge these two very, very different ideas. Mm-hmm. And the, also, the interesting point that this book makes is that what, what we've noticed is that um, – as people move into certain areas, usually, whether they're they were raised in a different country or raised in different customs, whatever, oftentimes they will or they're it's they adapt and then also their generations adapt too that live in that specific area. So you might bring your culture and your customs from a different place, mm-hmm. but chances are, if I grew up in 
Ireland and I'm moving out and I'm moving to Chicago, I'm not going to bring Irish culture to Chicago in a big way. I'm going to fall into what Chicago is and my kids' kids and their kids are going to mm-hmm. also do the same. Understanding that principle, people who have moved from other places to these specific areas, even when these cultural hubs were smaller and not as developed, they adapted to that and then they spread that specific culture to different areas. So inside of the Chicagoland area, it's a very specific division and a mixing point of the Midlands and of Yankeedom. Yankeedom is it streams from the New England area and it kind of comes through the upper Midwest and all these states are um, flip states, especially inside of right voting, right? Presidential elections, except for Illinois, which is very hard blue, mm-hmm. Michigan, Ohio sometimes. Iowa. Iowa's a big one, isn't it? Isn't Iowa, Iowa yeah. as well as uh, uh, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. All of those are a mix of Yankeedom and some, mostly Yankeedom, some Midlands. Yankeedom, the principles there are some of the founding principles is more belief inside of the federal government, inside of the, uh, the belief that the, the government is there to make the world better mm-hmm. and that we can rely on that. That's one of the core principles of that belief system, trust in the government and people running the show. Midlands is a direct 180 because Midlands comes from, and this stems from where these people came from too at the same time, came from very corrupt- Like shitty governments? Shitty governments at that time, more oppressed people from European uh, countries, nations, mm. one of which being Ireland and other ones. But they took that culture, which- initially deposited itself just south of where Yankeedom was developing Mm -hmm. and moved it across the middle part of the country, north of the south, of the deep south and all that good stuff too, across into where is just outside of Chicagoland, the kind of the half of a lot of these flip states. That's why you see so much cultural diversity in terms of political belief systems and what's correct and what's not correct. Mm -hmm. Um, Yankeedom believes in more federalism, more one system government that tells people what to do where very, very distinct clash is going to be the opposite of saying, hey, we want to control our own communities. We're mm-hmm. more state-based. And that's mm-hmm. where we see a lot of these political systems and and hardcore beliefs stemming from. And that was kind of long-winded. What I'm trying to say here is that understanding that helps you understand why these different belief systems exist quite a bit. Right. But outside of it, it's it's helpful to know if you want to change your community or whatever, just do it. Going back to the the main root yeah. of the problem, you know, you can rely on the government, you can rely on local government, whatever. None of that really matters if you're actually just trying to change the world to be a better place. And you're kind of a part of the problem if you're not doing anything, because most people, there's probably very few people that are causing the problem, but there's most people that aren't doing anything about it. Even if some think about the amount of people that are throwing trash on the ground, it's probably a very minute amount of people, but no one picks it up. Yep. So it's like, oh, if you're one person that picks it up, you might actually, with trash, you might actually solve the whole problem, which is yeah, interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Which is, which is, um, well, let's talk about, you know, I like to complain, a, which is a cool thing. I like to complain and talk about, you know, how unhealthy America is these days and what, you know, I don't know, people who aren't in fitness or it frustrates me. I'm like, man, you know, this changed my life. Why can't it change other people's lives? What am I doing to try to make that more accessible for people? I opened up this yeah. facility that makes personal training the most affordable that it's ever been for people. Right. I 
you know, I try to spread things on social media every single day, encouraging people. I have conversations every day with people who are paying members with my facilities and people who aren't. Mm -hmm. But what I'm trying to do is encourage people to get on a certain path to get where they want to be. And I don't always do things correctly. Nobody does. But I'm putting my money where my mouth is inside of one of my very core belief systems and goals in life to help make the world more positive. Right. So again, if you boil it down, it's like, and this is kind of like a good, I think this is a good like wrapping up like way to think about a lot of things is let's take, let's take Andrew's thought. Wow. America is really unhealthy. So again, is, is, is Andrew going to make right now is Andrew Hopple going to make all of America healthy? No, you're not even in Maine. You're not even in, you, you know, you, you, you're in the suburbs right now. Yeah. Well, okay. Hang on though. Let's boil it down. Yeah, let's say, let's say I get, I get really upset about how, Texas is the fattest state in the union or whatever it is. Right. Right. Or maybe it's Alabama. I don't know. One of those like deep Southern states. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. Those fatties. <laughs> so, so boil it down. It's like, okay, you, Andrew doesn't like that. America is not in shape. We'll boil it down. There's, there's 50 States. Let's go to one of those States. Let's go to Illinois. Let's go to one of those counties, Cook County. <laughs> Andrew's in Cook County. If Andrew Hopple can help make Cook County more healthy, you just took care of one county in a state. That's a that is a certain percentage. And then if you have other like Andrew Hopple esque people, like maybe you have like an Andrew Hopple type person in California, and if his mindset is, okay, maybe I, I have no effect on Maine, but I can affect this section of my con- of, of my state. Yeah. And then if that's happening ever, and then it, and then but here's the thing though, you have someone that worked with Andrew Hopple in Illinois. They really get into fitness. They move to some other part of the country. They get whoever they meet into fitness. Maybe they start a running group. Maybe they do they do whatever. Then all of a sudden, it's it's spreading. So if you have all these people that are like instead of just complaining, I'll do something about it. You can apply it to the trash thing here too. And then sure, if people if say everybody, you're up trash, every single person, yes. If, if 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 your neighbor's like, hey, you know, what? Andrew Andrew just picked up trash. You know what? I you know I could. Why can't I do that? I don't, I don't think that's what, how Americans work these days. I think if they see me picking up trash, they're like, "Dude, that guy littered all over the dude, place." Dude, is he the trash man? <laughs> no, they're 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 like they're like that piece of shit. He dropped trash and now he's feels bad. <laughs> <something> like, <laughs> you like like do, go directly to negative. Dude, I would I would never have to pick up trash because I never litter. <laughs> but no, I think that's it's just true. Like a- it applies your your point applies the same way. It's okay. This is very hyper specific, important to me. Okay, cool. If you think you have a way to provide more value benefit for people's lives, especially inside of our our country, which is a giant community here, mm-hmm. how can you in your life, and you have to pri- prioritize things. You have to figure out this is advantageous, this isn't as advantageous, and so now I'm going to prioritize A over B, right? Yeah. Anyways, how can I actually help make things better? Right. And then you have to execute. You have to do that regularly. And you know, how do I, how do I lead people? Mm-hmm. You fucking lead by example. You have right. to do the stuff that you're asked people to do later today. I'm going in some guy want to sign up for a membership. We don't work on Sundays or no, Holidays. I'm sorry. Yesterday. Oh, um, I did that same thing. Went in, signed somebody up, coach them through a session too. We don't coach on Sundays. Cool. That person wanted to sign up. They needed that help. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Today, 4th of July, happy birthday, America. Somebody want to sign up. So I, Gave him my personal cell phone number. Say, hey, let me know when you want to come in. Cool. Today, after this podcast, I'm going to go over and do that. Yeah. Because we need more members. Am I going to Am I going to complain and cry about it? Or am I going to go do it? When there's an opportunity, am I going to go serve somebody better than everybody else? 
Can you imagine if you were like, if you're like, wow, guys, we need more members. And then you have the opportunity to like, like this person you're going to meet, they are like more than likely going to sign up. That's like what the whole yep. point of you meeting them. So it's like, if you're like, oh, we need more members. Oh, this person wants to sign up on 4th of July. It's like, are you going to complain about? Are you going to fucking do it? Are you going to do solved? it yourself? Are you yeah. going to get it done? Because there's an issue you have. And oftentimes we have issues and we don't even know. We're like, oh, I don't know how to fix this. Yeah, not even if, you, if you have an issue and you have an opportunity to help fix something, just do it. Execute. Even if it's yeah. tough, just get it done. Perfect. Guys, inside of your fitness <laughs> routines, if you have something that you want to get better at, <laughs> just turn on that super infomercial voice. <laughs> Listen, if seriously though, seriously though, if you have something you need to change in your life, you can do that. You're the only one who can do that too. It's important to have a community, whether that's your family, neighborhood, friends, whatever, that support and encourage you too. That's super important. But you have to be able to execute on your own especially if it's important to you or you claim that it's important to you. If you have to, every single day, every single day, I have people who are contacting me, coming into one of our facilities, whatever. Andrew, I need to make this change in my life. Okay, how can I help them facilitate that in the easiest way possible and then support them on that process? Mm -hmm. Cool. But they're, they're the one who has to do that. I cannot sell them taking care of themselves at our facility or at anybody else's. They have to want to do that. And they have to make that decision. I can't force them to to buy in. You can give them you can give them the tools that they are lacking, and you can show them a way they didn't know they had. But they, yeah, you're right. You're like, hey, we'll do this together, but we don't start till you take the first step. Like and you are you the can, one that, and you can yes. do this if you want a better community. You can help facilitate that. Yes, whatever it is. I hope that's that's apparent with what Cam and I talk about pretty often. Yeah, that's perfect. Mike, this week, drop. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give everybody something this week. All right, because okay, I feel like I feel, feel like you just, just did, but you can do another one. Yeah, <laughs> figure out how to make your community better too, because this is, I mean, something that I've been trying to read up on a lot on right now is understanding because this is frustrating for me inside of my industry. America is not trending towards fitness. It's not trending towards health. It's not trending towards overall well being. We're trending towards obesity. We have been for years and years and decades, generations even at this point, Mm -hmm. and we continue to do so. So how do we break that cycle? If there's like one thing that I would love to do in my life is Mm -hmm. how can we help empower people, educate people on how to take care of themselves and to help facilitate that? Yeah. So this week, how can you help make your community better? How can you try to – something that's very important to you, you think that would make our world, our specific small world a better place inside of our country, your community, whatever. What are you going to do to make it happen that you're passionate about? Because it's it's a whole – I mean the whole idea behind this five top five strengths inside of the business perspective, mm-hmm. there's so many things that you could be good at or you could try to train at and get better for your team. But if I focus on the five different skill sets that I'm naturally more interested in good at, it's going to be easier for me. So you don't have to if you if you don't care about trash, cool. Focus on something else. Mm-hmm. If you care about, um, I don't know, single mothers raising kids or something like that, yeah. and that's super super emotionally important to you, focus on that because there's there's tons of help that needs to take place in every community about that. Supporting, you know, 
single moms, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever it is, find out what that is and try to act on it. Make that yeah. better. It doesn't have to be a big thing. It could be a small thing too. Trash is pretty small. Right. Just different references and examples, but make it happen. Make it happen. Cause that's how we're going to try to be a better place. If you don't like the country, Get fix out. it. <laughs> well, <laughs> or fix it. Yeah. And say, Abandon it. No. Don't get out because it. this is this fix is your community too. And you're not going to leave. You're not going to leave. Not this is – <laughs> no, one, no one leaves. Well, some people do. But listen, this is it's almost like the same thing. I'm going to go on another tangent. Guess what? You got married for a reason if you're married because at one point you love that person. Hopefully you still do. Marriage isn't perfect. No marriage is perfect. And this is coming from some dumbass who isn't even married yet. But – the reason why divorce is so prevalent right now, in my opinion, is because the grass is always greener, tough mm-hmm. shit happens to everybody, and usually that tough shit is a result of personal decisions. But maybe it's like your partner's decision that made something really tough. Maybe they yeah. cheated on you, whatever. You can make that relationship, that place better, or you can leave. But leaving is the easier way, and it doesn't solve issues necessarily because there's going to be other relationships with other issues. So understanding my situation, my issues, how can I make my relationship better? Because the grass is always going to feel greener somewhere else, but this is my community. This is my relationship, whatever. You can apply this to anything. Right. Oh, yeah. It applies to everything. Make it happen. Yep. Guys, if you got something out of this episode, (laughs) do us a favor. One, share it on social media, um, Instagram story, Facebook story, posts, whatever. We appreciate it so much. Also tell somebody that you're listening to us, uh, give them a direct link and say, hey, listen to this episode at this time uh, stamp. Let me know what you uh, thought Mm -hmm. of, I don't know, something stupid that Cam said. (laughs) And something really cool that Andrew said. (laughs) But give us a shout out because we don't do any ads at this point. We don't do any charging for this thing. We just want to help you guys out, um, give you different perspectives on fitness, whatever. So if you got something out of it, once again, uh, throw us that back. If you did not, we don't deserve it, so do yeah. not do not give us a share. But Perfect. hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Happy Fourth of July, and whenever you're listening to this after, hope you have a good day. <laughs> and we love you. Later. Fuck a feel better at work. I mean, whatever is worth, I get whatever I'm worth. Blessings on blessings on blessings. Look at my life, man. That's lessons on lessons on lessons. I treat it be like it's a reverend. I tell the truth, like Father, forgive me. These are all my confessions.